Welcome back to Cinema Animals. Cinema Animals Nights. Stupid podcast where we talk about stupid movies. Cinema Animals Nights. That's how I feel. That's how I'm, that's, that's how I'm feeling about the movie we're about to talk about. And the podcast we're about to do. Cinema Animals Nights. Yeah, like every episode we do on this, uh, this made me want to quit doing the podcast, uh, except we'd already quit doing it with the prior episode. So we were restarting it with this one, so we can't quit it yet, because we haven't we're not technically doing it yet. Um, all right, welcome back. That's uh, we've got Mike Lochran in Philadelphia. Did the director of this movie also direct Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? He did. Yeah, a long time oh. ago. Yeah. Um, great to see you guys. I missed you. And Mikhail, of course, is in North Hollywood. Yep, dealing with a lot of rain, a lot of rain in LA, which is unusual for us. But yeah, uh, this movie. Is called Doggone. It's the Netflix Rob Lowe produced movie based on a true story, based on a book. And uh, tough watch. Yeah. Tough, I've, tough, yeah. tough one. Not even too much dog in this one. Uh, right? Like, I guess, yeah. I guess it's right there in the title Doggone. Yeah. <laughs> we, we probably should have known what we were getting into. I mean, this is the latest kind of family-friendly animal movie that the Netflix algorithm really pushes hard for about 36 hours. So obviously we were all instantly hooked. Instantly the Cinema Animals text thread yeah. was buzzing frantically. We watched it. I think we watched it the first weekend it came out. I, I watched it this weekend. I, I, watched, watched, I watched it yesterday. Well, we made an agreement. to all, we all, You guys all got on board. I'm going to watch it. And then you didn't watch it, and then I watched it, and I had a. You watched time. it, and then you and then didn't watch it. I actually have to confess something. We were talking about lies earlier before the show started. Oh no! I told a lie. Um, I had texted you guys, and I said I'm ready to talk about Dog Gone, but I actually hadn't seen it yet. I was just saying that because I knew it would force me. Then I was like, I have to watch it. Once I told them that I watched it. And did you? I did watch it. I did watch it. But I had not watched it when I said that I'd watched it. Yeah, I don't know what that's called, that, that psychological tr- of, of, of telling a lie so that you'll feel guilty enough. There's got to be a word for it. Then you feel guilty enough to do the thing because you want to make the lie not a lie. Yeah, but it was also a for you guys. I did it for you. I call that telling the future truth. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> it's not a lie. That's it's, just, it's just you're displaced in time. Oh. No, I had watched most of it, and but I could not finish it in one sitting. So I'd watched a bunch of it, and then I said I finished it, but then I finished it this morning. I mean, people who aren't regular listeners to this podcast, which I assume is is no one listening to this, uh, might be confused because this, you know, this film has the veneer of like a very high quality compared to a lot of the films that we've excavated over the centuries of doing this podcast. Um, but it did. I, I I'm feeling what you guys are feeling, which is this one. This one hit hard. It's one of those films that when you're watching it by yourself for an animal movie podcast that you do at this point, maybe bi seasonally, it really makes you question not like larger life choices, but definitely like the ones that you're currently making, such as to watch the movie at one time speed, as opposed to the convenient options of 1.25 and 1.5 that Netflix provides. But Adhering to the rules of a true cinephile, I did not watch this movie at fast forward. 
I watched it at the speed the filmmakers presumably intended, although that provides some assumption on my part that the movie does not really support with its pacing. Well, it's in the category of movies we've seen a lot of these before that that are just like so hostile to the audience that it does not it doesn't feel like it's meant to be watched. It's like resists viewing. I'm going to I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to read the Netflix summary of this film, the Netflix plot synopsis, because uh, that's a good idea. It, it, yeah, it says it all. Uh, the Netflix plot synopsis for Dog Gone, which was released worldwide on Netflix, uh, produced by Netflix, as far as I can tell, on January 13th, 2023 says Rob Lowe stars as a supportive dad in this heartwarming true story of a young man's race against time to find his beloved lost dog Gonker. And that's the kind of thing that draws you in. If you're the kind of viewer that, that, you know, that we are, you're kind of like, you know, it's really the last word Gonker that, that hooks you. I mean, Rob Lowe, sure. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit offline about Rob Lowe who um, has had a, long cinematic career of you know doing like the worst oscar introduction ever and then tweeting as his west wing character but you know when you see him in a film like this it's honestly pretty refreshing because you know he he does he does he does kind of bring the charm um at least opposed to everyone else in this film who is actively drawing it away from the screen and uh i guess we should get into that uh Mikhail, do you want to do a, any kind of synopsis of this movie or yeah, no. you you no. no. Okay. At least the less I can talk about this movie, the better. Uh, except that we're now doing a podcast where we're like supposed to talk about it, so I'm in a tough spot. I have you not heard you... any feedback from the listeners as to whether they like long or short episodes. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, okay. You know, I guess I. I don't know. I mean, I have a couple random comments. One is like. I guess I thought we were going to see more of the dog's adventure when the dog was lost. Uh-huh. Yeah. Instead, nope. we spend the whole uh-huh. time, you know, with the, the melodrama of, you know, they throw it. There's, so you got all these, they're like, how many heartstrings can we pull on? You have the relationship with the father and the son where they don't quite, the dad loves them, but the kid doesn't feel loved. And the kid has no direction, but he's a nice kid. And then you have the mom's backstory where she lost a dog when she was a girl and her dad was really mean about it. And so, and then you have the kid is sick and he's throwing up blood. Like all these other things happening. And I just wanted to see Gonker on the Appalachian Trail, like, you know, uh, you know, having adventures by by himself being scared and hunting rabbits yeah just like going crazy yeah just sucking and fucking on the appalachian trail the thing is like you are happy that gonker got away from these people the movie actually (laughs) the movie is set up for you to be like oh thank god gonker is gonna like go have a great life in the woods but then you have to watch these assholes try to get him back and you don't want them to get the dog back ever there's not one moment when you think they deserve a dog well i was thinking like how great how good this movie would be if it ended where they just don't get Gonker back. Yeah. It would be shocking, surprising. And I'd be like, if that had happened, I would have been like, wow. Or if the son had died from his yes. stomach illness, I was thinking if either that. of those things that. had happened. I would have like suddenly been like, all right, this movie surprised me. Like the son dies and then both parents die instantaneously of grief. And then the movie's <laughs> over. 
And then Gonker like just goes back into the woods. That's what the film actually wants. Yeah. I mean, what's kind of extraordinary about this is is just the like, why was this story told of it all? Um, which a true I think story. That's it true. is a true story, but the actual true story is about a kid who got a dog and was walking the Appalachian Trail with the dog off leash. The dog ran off, as you know, you're not supposed to do. And for 15 days, the dog was lost, and then they found the dog. That's the true story. Mm. All the added stuff with his, like him collapsing from his ulcerative colitis, completely fictionalized. I mean, this is a ridiculous film, and I despised it. And, and I really <laughs> want to like talk about why, because I hated the main character so precisely yeah. from like yeah. the first moment he's on screen. It's like he's complaining about getting dumped. And then he sees like a girl with a dog and you're like, oh, is he going to go like talk to her? And then he's just like, I'm getting a dog. And then his parents are like, hey, we've supported you for like your entire life and you have no plans and no objectives whatsoever. And you've come back to live with us and we're supporting you again. You know, do you want to do anything with your life? And he's like, I can't handle this right now. The dog's the only one who loves me for me. <laughs> and then he instantly goes off in the woods, like is walking the dog off leash, sees a fox, is like, go chase the fox. And then he's like, oh, where'd the dog go? It's 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 like it's watching the least deserving person right. make like the most banal mistakes. And then the entire movie is about people just like mobilizing to get this kid's dog back. That yeah, it's like it's not even that clear that he I did feel that way too. The the, the main character kid, what's his name? Fielding. His name is Fielding. His name is Fielding. Very I, 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 did they mean for him to be unlikable or did they just mean for him to really portray the maybe that's just how fielding was in real life but I, I don't think they meant for him to be unlikable and I would flag the scene where they're in the bar and there's two working there's two like handsome Hollywood actor looking like yeah. working class guys <laughs> who start like yeah. you know it, it's that thing where a movie preemptively tries to like negate criticism of it by putting like a more extreme version of the valid arguments you could make against it in the mouth of an unlikable character mm -hmm. and in this case like it's these guys that are like they hear fielding like talking about his last dog and they're like oh my baby puppy went away like you privileged college kid and they start like using like these like they call them spoiled college guys and they start using kind of like class-based languages to to criticize them and then of course rob lowe playing the coolest dad ever, which I think ultimately this is a movie made for dads uh, and we'll get into that. Like most of these movies are made for kids, but I think they missed the mark mm. with this one. I think it was made by dads and that's why the kid is so unlikable is because mm. they kind of didn't really want to make that character likable. It's all about being a dad who has an asshole kid that you have to kind of one up constantly. Um, and then Rob Lowe, of course, shows up and threatens to plunge his thumb into one of the guy's eye sockets and deflates the fight right there and I was just like they that was the moment where I was like okay they want us to like these characters like in well, that scene we were yeah. supposed to be rooting for them this is the this was my scene squealer this is the best scene in the film uh yeah. I think and one thing that I loved about it is that Rob Lowe defeats the bullies by thinking yeah yep I, he I, sure I, does I liked, I liked that a lot too but he also tells them like he's so good at thinking that he tells them he's going to beat them by thinking, and then he does, and then the bullies walk out. I did think, I, I have to admit, I thought that scene was pretty cool, and I thought, like, could I do something like that? Yeah, like, as a dad, do you think you'll be able to, do you think there will come a time when you have to do something like that, and then 
do you think you could do it by thinking? Because you also I, are in the thinking business, like Rob Lowe's I, character. I, it's I was like, oh, if I said it to these guys, I'd be like, you know, I psychoanalyze people for a living. And I, you know, and I could see yeah. your next move. Um, but probably I would just end up like quoting the movie and then the bullies would be like, did you just quote doggone? And I would be like, how'd you guys know that? And then, <laughs> like, and then God, that's our favorite film. We love yeah. doggone. Like, and you'd be, and oh, then they'd be like, they'd be like, are you Mikel from Cinema Animals? Yeah. <laughs> That's that. And that's actually what happens in most altercations these days. Yeah, we should say that. So Rob Lowe plays, uh, what is he like a political advisor, like a campaign strategist or something? It's on. I don't know if I it's totally he, clear. It, it's 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 when someone's just a businessman. Yeah, he's uh, a businessman. I think it's, there's more. It's more specific than that. It's not just that he's just a businessman, but it isn't. It's definitely not fleshed out like you don't know for sure. Although his profession, whatever it is is what that entire scene rests on because he's trying to tell them that like he's right. not going to defeat them physically he's a thinker for a living and he talks about how he like solves problems by analyzing the situation and he uses that power to decide that those men want to beat him up like that's what his thinking tells him he's figured what's, it out what's that what's the line in the speed the movie speed what is he what is the bad guy saying that like your move or uh, pop, 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 quiz, pop quiz hot asshole. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Pop quiz hot shot. I feel like Roblo could have said that. It would have been good. Well, yeah. a, a valid criticism, as all criticisms are valid. Uh I, I wanna like I we're jumping around a little bit. Um and I do want to reiterate kind of a point that you hit on, which is once Fielding loses his dog, Fielding himself does very little to get his dog back. It's all his parents. Um, his mother, who's traumatized by the loss of a dog and creates kind of like a fun... Well, Fielding walks the trail based on some gut instinct, which turns out to be ulcerative colitis, which he actually didn't have to have surgery on until five years after the events of this film. Uh, very minor condition, doesn't usually huh. cause dramatic collapsing like at the end of this motion picture uh, for most people. And uh, I, I, I forgot where I was going. I'm still so mad about well, that. The, oh, wait, so the parents just... do the parents do like gender specific work. So the mom stays home and like orders a bunch of phone books yes. and makes phone calls. And then Rob Lowe and the son hit the hit the trail and like the stories of them kind of coming back together. Rob Lowe understanding that his son isn't a loser. The son is obviously a loser and a whiner a that no one loser. could love. A um, unlovable whiner. And but he the father shower. He's dirty and smelly. He smells yeah, he's dirty and he's smelly. sick and he doesn't eat. And then it turns out at the end, like the arc is that Rob Lowe says, I like I don't love you because of your clothes. I love you because of your character. But then well, it's like the the son's character is even worse than everything else about him. Like the character is actually his worst part. The character is the big problem with Fielding. Yeah, his yeah. clothes are not the issue. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the movie tries to make it like this like generational gap thing when the kid is just like whining his way through life, losing dogs and alienating friends. Uh, yeah, it, 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 well, I mean, this, so there's the, there's a scene, I guess it's kind of the emotional climax of the film. It's not my scene squealer. I, I don't think I have a scene schooler for this film. I, I would like to maybe introduce a new segment for this episode called the uh-oh moment, which is the scene where I realize, oh no, this movie is not going to provide any entertainment whatsoever. Um, <laughs> That's and, a really good way to put it, actually. It's a zero entertainment picture. And, and we run into those quite often, but there's always the uh-oh moment. That's true. Sometimes okay. it's the credit font. Sometimes it's right away. Sometimes it's the music. <laughs> when you hear one of those David Dakota 
like library piano tinkles kind of kick in and you're like, Ooh, yeah. uh Oh, but, yeah. uh, in this film, uh, my uh Oh moment was when he named the dog gonker. Cause, because, uh. uh, you know, he's sitting there with his friend and they're drinking and he says, the dog gonked me on the head because yeah. the dog bonked him on the head. And his friend says, what? You said gonked. He said, I, I meant to say bonked, but it's done almost as convincingly as I just did it. So, you know, if you actually <laughs> miss said something, you'd be like, you'd, you'd like blur the words together and you'd be like, oh, it sounded like you said gonked. Like you tried to say bonked, but you like, you were laughing so hard. You like kind of blurred the words. He just goes like, he bonked, he gonked me on the head. And he's like, you said uh, gonked. He's like, it seems like he's like, I didn't even catch that. Okay. I didn't even, it was, it's so, I didn't even catch that. That's why the dog is called Gonker. Genuinely, Mike, if you, if you're, if like a dog bonked you on the head and you looked at me and said, he gonked me on the head as straightforwardly as this kid says it, I would instantly call 911. Uh, <laughs> I thought the dog was called Gawker for the, the whole, when I, when I told the lie that I saw the movie, I thought it was about a dog named Gawker. And then it wasn't until today that I realized it was called Gonker. Gonker. You told the, you told the future yeah. truth. Remember yeah. that. When future, you told your future, future truth, truth it, it contained some errors because it wasn't a truth yet. That's okay. Um, I have a question for you guys. Um, we've all been to college. We're all college graduates. I am not convinced you're allowed to have a dog at college. Uh, no, no. But I mean, this kid's life is just like, ridiculous i mean he walks the dog around off leash that instantly they're doing yoga together the dog this movie yeah. does contain a scene of a dog doing yoga where the dog does downward dog in every shot um you know like his life is just like everyone just kind of smiles and lets him do whatever he wants at all times so yeah guess, there's a lot of yeah. that but i mean ultimately i don't understand why this story was made into a book and then i don't understand why the book was made into a film it feels like every step of the way the writers have had to insert drama and like elements to try to make this story of a kid losing his dog for 15 days uh, because he was irresponsible. And then he got the dog back into some kind of like morally uplifting tale. And I think the screenwriter of this film, who's the show creator of the new Reacher series, uh, probably did. Oh, like, that's interesting. Yeah, he, he has a big TV career. So you can see, you know, I'm sure there was. And he and uh, the writer of this one was also its main producer. So mm. I assume this was developed as like a Netflix family movie for like the usual kind of commercial reasons. But I mean, I think like kind of you can see them trying to find God, what is the heart of the story? Okay, okay, I guess it's about the parents since they actually kind of did everything and maybe about like a community coming together. But like the gaping hole at this story is fielding. And also the gaping hole of this story is Gonker who is in fact gone for most of the film. We see one scene of him shivering in the woods, which looks absolutely terrible. It looks like they filmed it at the Griffith Park Zoo, which they may in fact have. Uh, and then you don't see any more like Homeward Bound gonker shit. Yeah. It's just the kid whining and being like, he's yeah. been gone so long and he has Addison's disease. It's like, yeah, yeah. So by the way... Oh, we forgot about that part. The dog oh, has yes. Addison's disease. That's one of the big dramatic moments is when the family doesn't notice that the dog hasn't eaten in over a day. They're like, he hasn't had his breakfast and his mom's like that's his dinner which like, i did think it was i did think it was cool when they brought the dog to the vet because well, like before gonker gets lost and they bring him to the vet and like it's an all hands on deck situation at the vet's office there's like six doctors and they're like we're going to monitor your dog overnight and like anyone who has a pet who's ever tried to bring a sick animal to a vet it's like it doesn't really it doesn't really work like that <laughs> no 
No, it doesn't. You're you're trying to get attention paid to you, and there's like a million other dogs absolutely shitting themselves. Um, yeah. But we've yeah, I I well, and also the kid doesn't even care or notice. He's not feeding his dog. His parents are obviously feeding his dog. He doesn't notice that his dog has stopped eating until his mom tells him. And then all yeah. of a sudden he's like, "Oh my god, this dog means everything to me." He seems literally like the most annoying person you could have ever met in college. He would then spend the next three years trying to extricate from your life by just like gently not responding to any of their messages for like 72 hours. But doesn't he seem like the kind of guy that would be Rob Lowe's son? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, like he absolutely... it's a movie about the problem of being raised by Rob Lowe. Well, as we talked about in episode 807, Andy the Privileged Hedgehog, like there's there's a gaping kind of issue of class privilege in a film like Dog Gone, where it's just like you want you just wonder, like most college age people watching this movie are like, this kid's fucking life is perfect. Like, like compared to actual issues that most I think young people are facing, this kid really has no complaints and he spends the entire movie complaining. And and, and like, I do, that's what makes me think it's a movie for dads and not kids. Is because I, I think like, kids don't, this doesn't appeal to them. Sorry, Michael, go on. I like that take. But I was going to say the class privilege part also that they have like 18 days or whatever to just dedicate to this. Like there's nothing right. else going on in the family's <laughs> life at all. Like, oh, they're just like completely, completely 100%. This is yeah. the mission for the next you know, I forget it was 12 or the, 18 days. Or the something. only person in the family that ever does anything is the sister who like goes to graduate school and you see her. I don't even know it. I don't make, is she like a medical school? I forget, but you really see her like doing an activity mm-hmm. that is like outward reaching. She's the only one. Everyone else is just uh, dicking around looking for a gonker. <laughs> yeah. Printing out flyers, calling up newspapers. You know, I mean, there's, there's the incredible line gonkers gone national. <laughs> because I guess they didn't want to say viral, like, you know, uh, but yeah, but why did Gonker go national? Like, why did a dog, why did a rich kid's dog that disappeared for a little over two weeks get like covered in the, the Duluth News Tribune when he disappeared on the Appalachian Trail? Yeah. It's frankly annoying. It's a waste of newspaper space. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't find it charming. And if anything, I just, it just makes me kind of wonder, like, well, what about all the kids that like, didn't just like tell their dog to run away? off leash on the Appalachian Trail. Like I'd rather see a film about any one of them. Any other kid, I'm gonna say it right now. Any other kid who's ever lost their dog in American history, I'm more interested in their story than the story of Fielding losing his dog and the motion picture dog gone. <laughs> I, I just think there's more inherent drama almost like like just by necessity. There has to be. Like this is the there's, least interesting tale. There's a piece here which is that technically and and it comes up in the film, it's Fielding's annoying best friend who tells Gonker to go chase the fox. That Well, no, him. he doesn't tell Gonker to go chase the fox. He points out the fox. He says, look, a fox. And then Fielding says, Gonker, go get the fox. And Gonker runs off. So that is actually misrepresented a little bit later in the film when he, they discover his friend wandering the Appalachian Trail through guilt. He's just another person who's like helping Fielding out for no reason. That character is involved in, I forgot actually, um, I told another lie today. I'm really sorry. The scene I said earlier was my scene squealer. That was not my scene squealer. My scene squealer is at the very beginning and it involves the friend and it's when Gonker pees on him in the car. Oh, yeah, that was great. That's actually a good scene and it looked real. 
It looked it like look, the dog actually peed on him. It looked, yeah, it did, right? And I, I watched it a couple. I watched it a couple times, and I got my face really close to the screen so I could see. Is that <laughs> was it actual? I was like right up against the dog's penis, basically, <laughs> uh, and it looked real. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That was actually a really good scene, and that's why my uh oh moment took place after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause, yeah. Because yeah. I like up until that point, I was like, oh, wow, the dog's peeing on the kid. They're doing like a long bit. The dog's still peeing. That's pretty funny. And then he goes, yeah. he gonked me on the head. I was like, uh oh. Uh, like they yeah. didn't even try to make that work. That party <laughs> scene was a little ridiculous too. That these it's, kids... it's, it's a yeah. mortifyingly pretty... staged party scene. Yeah, yes. Yes. It's like, it's a pretty big party that these kids just threw. I don't know. It was terrible. Well, considering that Fielding has like no friends and then like all these people are there to celebrate him like getting a dog. I, I don't know. I, 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 yeah. It I is, it isn't a great idea for a party that like an upper middle class white man would throw for himself. The like the I got a dog party Look and everybody loves him. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, the only conflict with Fielding <laughs> getting a dog, as far as I can tell, is that no one in his life thinks he can take care of it, which he instantly proves is absolutely he true. Right. He can't yeah, he feed can't. it. He can't, he can't keep it on leash. Like, he is not at the age of 22 or whatever, even remotely capable of taking care of a dog, which I think most kids kind of work through at a younger age. Um, yeah. You know, the whole like, can I keep a pet alive thing? Fielding seems to really be struggling with in his adulthood. They sort of, sort of started with like a gerbil or maybe some sea monkeys. Yeah, but I guess it wouldn't make as good a story. Developmentally, he's stuck in like some earlier life phase. Well, um, I mean, I guess we don't know anything about the real Fielding. We're extrapolating you know, on the fielding in this film. But again, this is why I think this is a movie. Mostly these Netflix dog movies are for little kids, kids to watch while their, you know, parents kind of nod out. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't really know what the exact market is. That's what this podcast is a deep investigation into. But this one is clearly not for kids. There's barely any dog in it. It's just a film about how awesome parents are and how if you have a yeah. shitty kid... And you do absolutely everything for them because, as everyone pointed out, this family completely puts their lives on hold to dedicate themselves full time to finding their son's dog that he got rid of. Uh, it, it did make me think, oh, like what happens when my kids are older and if they're in college and they're like, and they become like fielding, that I'll have to become like Rob Lowe, I guess. You'll have, yeah, get rich or. But you have to start now, actually, because you can't just. You can't just become Rob Lowe. You need to be making in financial investments right now based on this. Like, <laughs> and just like, yeah, you need to be taking care of yourself, working out, work, working hydrating. Out. I'm going to read know. you, uh, if you don't mind, the top uh, IMDb review for mm. Dog Gone. Um, yeah, this is the featured review. Don't listen to those knocking this film. First off, I must say Rob Lowe has gotten better looking with age. I do not understand the reviews Rob talking Lowe. about the sun being annoying. What reality do you live in? I thought the character reflected many young people who graduate from college and feel lost. The love for his dog was heartwarming. I really enjoyed this movie. Knowing that it is a true story, it restores my faith in humanity. So many good oh, people help God. the family. I think all the actors did an excellent job. I am totally in love with Gonk. It saddens me that some people are so jaded that they could not find the beauty of this story. Thirteen people found that helpful. Five people did not. I hate people so much. Gonk? Yeah, I guess they feel like they're on a fucking informal oh, relationship with yeah. him after seeing the film. I call him by his full name, Gonker. That's 100%. Rob Lowe or like someone related to Rob Lowe wrote that. <laughs> well, and there's... Uh... It was Chad. Chad Lowe wrote that. Chad Lowe. <laughs> um, and then I did want to add one little, one little helpful bit of tri trivia. This is the kind of thing that people uh, listen to the podcast for. Mm -hmm. um, 
in the movie, the dog is a yellow Labrador. Uh, in real life, the missing dog Gonker was a six-year-old golden retriever mix. Oh. Yeah. Oh, a golden. So it's not even accurate. Uh no. And Gonker died uh, five years later in two thousand three. Gonker was lost you in know... ni- in nineteen ninety eight, which is why they say Gonker's gone national instead of uh, viral, is because this happened in ninety eight. Uh, it did have a ninety eight vibe to it. I remember when I was texting you guys, I said I was waiting for some three eleven music to play. You know, <laughs> never. Yeah, happened, I actually have. didn't totally put that together until now either that i guess it's a period film but that makes a lot more sense yeah yeah something that hasn't come up yet is that like not only is there no dog in this movie but there's no like nothing fucking happens either there's no nothing happens nothing nothing happens this movie makes so much drama out of like a handful of complete non-events and we're um, not like it's not that we wouldn't watch and enjoy a movie where nothing happens. We've seen a lot of animal films where nothing happens, but there's a lot of animal in those films. Right. This was an animal film with no animal and no action. This yeah. One of the parts of the film about that dog is the trick that it does with the donuts. Yeah, and this is allegedly old, you know, again, this is a complete fabrication for the film, but in the movie uh, after after many getting many many uh, boring calls from people saying that they think they've seen Gonker, no, 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 guys wait, like, hold on, I gotta cut you off there, Simon. That's oh, not okay. a fabrication for the film. Uh oh, rewind. <laughs> no, it's a uh, uh, you, you, well. If you'd let me finish, I was gonna okay. say it's a fabrication that the dog's trick is what led to someone recognizing the dog uh, and the family finding the dog because they get a call oh, from Mikhail. a guy who's like, All a right. dog's been eaten from my dumpster, and they're like. Yes, sir. Can you mind taking a video of the dog? You know, because we've gotten a lot of false calls. It's like, well, first of all, that's a fucking weird question. In 1998, how's he going to fucking send you a tape? But like, <laughs> like you know. But regardless of that, like the guy's like, well, you know, it's the darndest thing. He got this box of donuts and he started doing tricks. Which, like, first of all, would a dog that's been starving for two weeks just revert to like the weird tricks that its family taught it? Probably not. But it allows the fam, the Rob Lowe and his awful son to look at each other and be like oh yeah. and and get in their miserable you know suv and drive you know another five hours you know through their beautiful wilderness to find their dog which is fine so yeah so the in but but go on to what you were going to say which is the dog did do a real life trick which is apparently that's part of the true stories that gonk would gonker or as i call him gonk uh gonk. would do this trick with donuts where it would stick its nose in a donut hole and toss it up and then eat it and let's just say the fact that they were feeding a golden retriever donuts probably explains why he only lived for five more years (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting in 1998 uh like you could think of maybe a kid graduating college now being that privileged and aimless but in 98 i feel like that was the dot-com boom like i don't know uh, you know, look, we see ultimately like the kind of kid that Rob Lowe at least thinks Fielding is when they come across, you know, a hippie caravan drum circle thing in the woods. And there's an awful scene where Rob Lowe talks to a couple of hippies and one of them is just like, man, we're just like figuring it out. And be, but he says it in like this, like hyper articulate, really scripted way. And Rob Lowe's like, how come I didn't hear my son say that? But I heard you say it. And he's like, because I'm not your son. And it's like, oh, dads, maybe we got to just like think about how great our sons possibly could be. You know, in other words, I think he's just like this weird kind of hippie that wants to like 
live in the woods and be like a nature guy, even though he has absolutely no aptitude for it. And that requires actual training that I'm sure he wouldn't be capable of. I feel like we knew a lot of people like that in college, to be honest. You're, you're actually, yeah. We're speaking of which the writer of this, he, book... he would listen to fish. He would have been really into fish <laughs> at, at their fish, absolute yeah. peak fame. <laughs> the, the author of the original book, studied poetry at cornell and graduated in 2003 how so about that there's a chance whoa we wow. may have crossed paths with this guy maybe how that, about that that is intriguing well you know in this the book of course is not autobiographical uh because that would have required fielding you know writing a sentence right. the book was of course someone inspired by this story i personally can think... you fucking imagine hearing this story and writing a whole book about it well, he's the he's uh relate he's a brother-in-law exactly Fielding's, Fielding's the uh, that's yeah. disgusting it's just like some family story that they that the kind of were like we can turn this into a heartwarming uplifting thing uh you know kind of the secular version of that where it's not so much about like praying to jesus to find the dog but just like having a lot of money in an suv um and you know and it sure is and people's hearts are warmed by it i mean you know it is uh i wouldn't necessarily say that doggone is a massive cultural sensation uh but as an imdb rating of six out of ten with over four thousand votes wow. and i i guess that's what netflix are going for when they make these things hey you know what we do see rob Lowe on a work call yeah he's on a zoom he's on a zoom call Oh yeah. Wait, you're right. We do you're see right. him on a Zoom call. I, <laughs> you're absolutely I right. Yeah. I think the movie is supposed to take place now. Well obviously. that that's that you yeah. know, I'm really it's glad timeless. you remembered that. That's a great right. detail, Mikhail. So this is a uh, yeah. Well you know that's the like spot that's that the scene. spot of the week right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna bring that scene up too because you know, the dog's bothering him in that yeah. scene and the sun comes out and I thought that was one of the scenes where I didn't like the son. The son wasn't like, oh, dad, sorry, my dog's bothering you. Yeah. He's yeah. Like totally oblivious to it. He's like, oh, no, he likes, you have to choose the stick or whatever the thing is that, you know, and, and then the kid just goes inside the house, not yeah. like, oh, shit, sorry, dad, I didn't realize you were on a, like, a work phone call. Let me get the dog out of there. No, I mean, Fielding spends the entire, like, first half of this film just, like, walking out, saying something about his dog, and then, like, fucking off to whatever he'd rather be doing. And do, doing his, like, heavy his heavy breathing exercises or whatever he does. Yeah, yeah. while his parents, like, absolutely support him. I mean, you know, there's, like, there's like a, he, he naps a lot. There's a wonderful moment where his mom is like, you want any food? And he's like, oh, I just need another nap, mom. Uh, I actually, like, literally wrote it down because I was just like, this kid's fucking napping yeah. all the time. I just, like, I just hate him. It's the kind of, I bet if you could like talk to the person who wrote, the brother-in-law who wrote this book, it's bad in the way that tells me that if you told him that like some of those details were stupid, he'd be like, no, but it really happened like that. Well, that's the problem is when you're writing something about like your actual, you know, relative and stuff, you don't, you don't necessarily see the hurdles that you have to make to invest the audience or the reader in that yeah. character. Cause you, you're just like, well, of course, Fielding's likable. Like yeah, it's fielding. Like, no, fielding, he took a lot of naps. Like that's how he was. He was oh, just man. like that. One of the things you got to know about fielding is he loves to nap. <laughs> and meanwhile, anyone watching this is just like this fucking napping baby. Like I want to like smother him in his sleep. Yeah. You know, it, 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 they they're not making the hurdle to invest you mm. in the character because they themselves have a different relationship to the character. You find it a lot, kind of. I think with like, auto, like autobiographical work, is people just don't know what the narrative is to to draw someone in and in this case anything 
anything from fielding other than what fielding does would have been a huge help did you see the in the credits when we see the photo of the real fielding yeah i saw that yeah i saw yep. that yeah they, they do a pandering now, credits thing where you see all the crew with their dogs he's a uh he teaches kayaking in chile um but what i was going to say is you know he I, he did kind of resemble the actor but i mean do you think um you he would be less do you think he would be more likable if they cast i felt like just the cast like i just felt like i didn't really enjoy that actor well let's uh, talk about I, it I, mean, I don't know i don't know i don't i don't know he didn't have a lot to work with maybe this is my feeling i mean he did a good he did a good job perhaps with the material and like he wasn't a bad actor but i don't know i i i can't you know it's hard to guess you know whenever you're seeing a character who's written this unlikably but there seems to be no kind of awareness of that on the part of the writer or director i i find it very hard to say whether the performance is good or bad because my guess is he's doing exactly what he's being directed to do and for some people it's landing great and for us we like find this character to be like one of the most hateful characters to grace the silver screen <laughs> like, like a, a classic cinema animals villain uh <laughs> is is this character of fielding marshall in doggone i mean like Ugh, truly no. like yeah I, I yeah no i mean even hearing his name makes me kind of like a little like my heart yeah. rate goes up just like a little bit um because i'm just like little slight anger spike i didn't i didn't realize his name was fielding until the picture of him at the end because it had his name and it did seem like of course he's fucking named fielding like that is it's the perfect name for a guy like that do you not watch these movies with closed captioning on uh <laughs> i no i don't I okay I, I i do i find uh, that very I do, very I do helpful too. this is a point of contention a little bit with me, me and my wife i like to watch all movies with the captions on she doesn't quite like it but i i find i get i understand the movies better with the captioning i, I do too like getting old or i'm an old person now i live in an apartment i have upstairs neighbors i don't want to be like blaring you know one of my like like exploitation blu-rays at like you know 1 a.m <laughs> i'll put on the subtitles uh which fortunately all those films have subtitles now so you know you can just enjoy that uh and in the case of dog gone i obviously don't want any of my fucking neighbors to know i'm watching it so yeah so subtitles on and that allowed me to realize that the reason they kept saying the word fielding is because it was the kid's name it is pretty embarrassing that the three of us even like watched that word like admitting to watching this movie i gotta be honest i'm starting to like it a little bit more now that we're talking about it this, this always happens this happens yeah i just feel like it wasn't so bad <laughs> rob Lowe, he's a charmer i don't know i thought there was some good parts <laughs> Rob Lowe is quite charming. He's very uh, charming, and it looked best. good. It was had a budget, you know. It's, there were some bright colors, had a lot of trees in it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's a yeah. professionally shot film. Uh, it, it doesn't look like that. I, you know, I didn't recognize any like stock footage. I mean, I, you know, these Netflix movies are so kind of confusing to me because it is like a mid-budget version of kind of i guess what like david dakota is doing much cheaper and, yeah and and i mean and you know much, <laughs> has, much has been made of how kind of netflix are making these like slightly bigger budget hallmark movies uh mike i think you watched the Lindsay lohan one recently i did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. those those but like no one's talking about how they're fucking getting into the david dakota 
you know. I'm imagining a version of this movie that has a little badge on it, like on the um, the tile on your TV that says like 100% original footage. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we leave it at that because um, I don't have anything else nice to say. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I uh, every episode we do brings us closer to a greater understanding of why these films are made. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Did any? I, so I, yeah, I don't. I, I truly didn't have a scene schooler for this one, even though I watched the film and saw every scene. So I, I'm replacing that with my uh oh moment. But Mikhail, did you have a scene schooler uh, that you wanted to visit? No. Okay. I mean, it would be. It would probably be the, the the kid getting peed on, but yeah, like that's an obvious choice. So yeah, yeah. There's two good scenes in this film. One involves a kid getting peed on by a dog. The other one, which I think is debatable, involves Rob Lowe intimidating uh, two guys at a bar uh, that looks like a bar that would never exist in anything other than a film. Uh, I did not like this film. I am going to give it zero out of three paws. No, wait, we have the new rating system. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. Okay, shit. Out of is it out of five? Is it out of five? No, five we... it's skunk, skunks it's the number of skunks Wait, and the worse I... it is the bigger the number the worse <laughs> it is the bigger the number because we don't like skunks but you how don't many like possible skunks. how many possible skunks total i thought I five and... i think it's five, to go five back is in my head we'll have to go back and listen to the previous out, episodes like in that last episode yeah like we'd really yeah. worked it out but it's been <laughs> I, no, yeah, I many, many, a... many listeners chimed in and said that they felt we'd finally mathematically nailed it um yeah. that we'd like finally nailed our rating system and we were ready to plunge forward with a true canon but but now i'm kind of i just can't remember the details so i'm gonna say zero out of three pause mike it was I, well i'm confused now i thought we were doing skunks well, how many skunks would you give it out of four? Well, skunks? I don't want to do skunks if you're still doing pause. That doesn't seem right. That's what makes that. No, it's true. Okay. Well, Mikhail, how many skunks would you give it? Oh, as many as I can. See, that's where All it gets right. into it gets it gets dicey. If if it can't be infinity, the, it can't be infinity. The room, the room full of like. <laughs> A great bit we had about how many cats would it take to kill that you? Is like a I did. Of... I took notes on that episode. I'll go into my notebooks. A, a famous, a, a famous, famous pool. bit, famous bit. Um, <laughs> many comedians are studying that episode. Um, um, I would not. I don't recommend this film, and I yeah. gave it. Um, I think it's. I think the scale is five skunks, five. and I'm giving it five five skunks. I'm, I'm giving it five skunks. Five out of five skunks. Yeah. I'm giving this zero wanted posters. Uh, zero, zero lost dog posters out of fifteen. So uh, that that wraps it up. Um, I, if you've been watching the film as you've been listening to the podcast to kind of sync up the podcast with the film, you'll notice that actually we messed up and the episode's not as long as the film. But uh, just just uh, start over, start the episode yeah, over, back. and keep watching. This film stinks. 